Welcome to the Crack Den Comedy Club! <laughs> Happy Pride, everybody. It's the Crack Den Pride special. This week, we have an all-LGBT plus lineup, except me. Oh, Eddie was hosting, but he uh, you did kiss a guy in college that time. Hey, I qualify now for the Pride special host. So we have this week Kate Feeney, Marilyn Simeon, Ali O'Rourke, Sinead Walsh, the Wild Geese, and Becky Cheadle on the show. Plus, Eddie and Damo chat about Facebook integrity, or lack thereof getting bullied in school, and paedophiles on Mars. Welcome to the Crack Den. Hey, we're back. It was great. It was Pride Week in Pride Month. This is a happy love one, love all. Love one? <laughs> you love yourself and then love everyone else type of week, wasn't it? It was a beautiful week. Of Just great vibes. Yeah, it was funny. It wasn't really like, oh, who can we get that's like in the LGBT plus community? It was more like, who's straight? Don't book them. You know, because a lot of these acts play the crackdown already. So it was mainly just like, just don't book any straight acts. So apart from Eddie, who was hosting, and I set up the chairs and did the usual, but I was I was behind the scenes yeah, this weekend. Da- and then... Damo wasn't on the Pride shows. I was. Damo was just too straight. We made a call. We, we, we said, asked a, we asked a few people. I don't wear fitted clothes enough to be a gay man. Is that Too grubby. That, That's all we I was said. grubby. Too, I was grubby. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Not that they can't be gay, grubby men. Because they have to say, we've we're, seen them. Hey, we're not grub shaming. We're not yes. grub shaming anyone. You be filthy. We're not saying they're all filthy. We're not stereotyping. But yeah, I was just the wrong kind of filthy. If grub is your kink, <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're into. Is that the G in LGBT? <laughs> Lesbian grubby. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. And we G-G are supporting. We are, su- we are here to support Pride. And we don't know, we had it. It was great shows. I'm the grubby one. You're the grubby one. But also, uh, Eddie, you were saying that uh, he hosted because you, you made out with a dude in college. Was that your prerequisite? That was my rule, yeah. <laughs> that was... no, we were like, Eddie, you better get with a dude quick smart if you're going to host on Friday. If you want to be in the Pride lineup, Eddie, you better do something drastic. Open that mouth. Come on, line up, lads. <laughs> Eddie wants to host this weekend. He's got to prove it. How do you get a gig in the crack den? You know what you need to do. You need... <laughs> Um, we had a, what, what a lineup we had! Oh, it was super! It was so good. Oh, and yes, yeah, so I, I went to Marion Square where all the uh, Pride events were on. Same. Great. Went to um, listen to some of the speeches. Very powerful speeches. It was great. They had a, a Ukrainian refugee even talking about the crisis over the, the war. Yeah. Um, not to do with Pride, but still, because we're spreading the love, and it's all about love and awareness and all love. that. So, so, and on a yeah, they they actually the refugee he was, he was an amazing speaker. I can't remember his name, but he was saying that the soldiers, the Ukrainian soldiers, are actually carrying Pride flags to the front lines because Russia is so homophobic that to them that represents freedom. The Pride flags, wow. LGBT, and their the soldiers have it on the front lines. It's amazing. So it's That's kind great. of the, we're all in the same cause of personal freedoms. Love is love. You scared of that? You scared of that? You soldiers? I don't you love that. So instead of you know back in is it the sixties they'd be putting daisies in the end of the rifles. Now they're painting now the bullets. Painting the bullets rainbows. Yeah, and shooting them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was the straight. That was the straight part of me coming out there. I don't want to shoot anybody unless it's with semen. You got it. Is that drone? <laughs> is that drone the color of a rainbow? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no! 
<laughs> They're against love whoever you want. We don't like that. Is that a pride drone? <laughs> love is love, Russia. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> we let us love whoever we want. <laughs> All right. If you're not with us, you're against... Great. Yeah, it was very. It was a, not just a parade. It was a protest. That was the also thing. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, it was powerful. Uh, there was also, one thing about uh, it was funny is that a lot of um, great corporate floats. There was an Amazon float. <laughs> yep. was, that was a good one, actually. There was a DJ on it. Jeez, the Amazon float was badass. They, badass. It was uh, fucking. It was like a team of Hawaii. Yeah, it was like a tiki bar a tiki on bar wheels. On wheels. And I was like, geez, the crackdown float needs to up its game. <laughs> yeah. It was just you and me and I had It was me on a bike. <laughs> yeah. With his ass hanging out. Badass hanging out of yeah. his chaps. And then there was the Aer Lingus float, which mm. was cool, shaped as a plane. Uh, well, yeah, because well, it was a plane. <laughs> <laughs> See that giant dildo with wings? It's a plane, Eddie. It's just a, it's just an airplane. <laughs> It turns out it was a plane. I'm glad about that. <laughs> so Shaped, look at that giant dildo coming down here. Shaped as a plane and a plane. It was uh, just a plane. They, they had a plane float and uh, it was good to see Aer Lingus. But like, I was, I was then I was looking around, Aer Lingus, oh cool. Where's Ryanair? Where are they? Where are they? Not, not, not a bit of support. Also, <laughs> I'll tell you where they were. The, the Ryanair float was in Mullingar. And they had to get a bus into town. That's as close as they could get to the parade. <laughs> they were, <laughs> they, were at, they were at Knock Airport. <laughs> Just delayed. Find your own way to the parade, all right? Delayed. Yeah, get there yourself. No, no, I, I, Ryanair were actually, uh, they had a float in Marion Square, but they were charging you 25 euro to take a picture with it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> scratch um, cards? Yeah. Just scratch it. You lose and you're straight. Oh! Yeah, yeah. People are asking, hey, "Why aren't you doing any pride flags around?" Or anything like, oh, "What? It's Pride Day. Oh, we were just trying to sell scratch cards in town. <laughs> <laughs> it's just any old Ryanair day. That's... Yeah, every day we're out here hustling away to get Michael O'Leary more money. Yeah, just trying to get that poor bastard more money. I heard Michael O'Leary, and we better play some stand-up. Soon. We'll play. We'll play Kate Feeney first, very soon. Uh, Michael O'Leary has uh, his personal driver in Dublin uh, got a taxi license so mm. that he can use the taxi lanes. And save uh, time on traffic. What a baller move. Wow. I wish the, air, the airline would do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arrive, arrived on time. Yeah, that's because you give yourself three hours to get from here to Gatwick, you idiots. Yeah. We see the little plan. Anyway, yes, let's get to some acts. Top light up tonight. Kate Feeney first. Another regular, but uh, great to have her this weekend. So uh, here's Kate Feeney. I've got a very Irish name, Feeney. It means warrior. Yeah. I, uh, but I, I, I kind of ask myself, am I a warrior? So if my ancestors were warriors and they were, you know, fighting the Brits in the ditches, come out you black and tans. Do I have that in me? You're going to have to ask yourself, you know. And on one hand, it's a no for me because, I mean, I've got this little silly voice and this is me at a protest. What do we want? I don't mind. <laughs> when do we want that? When's reasonable. <laughs> but on the other hand, I did fight bisexuality for 30 years. I mean, that takes a lot of strength, doesn't it? Mental strength. 
I think it could be a sport. I, and if it was, I, I'd like to be interviewed. Do you know that sports stars are interviewed? Okay, Kit, 30 years, long time on the pitch, long time doing what you do. Fair play to you, how'd you get on? How'd you do it? Ah, uh, yeah, to be fair, you know, there's, lo there's a lot in it. There's a lot, of, lot to be said for the work that went into it. Uh, but I've a huge community of people to, uh, to thank as well. Do you know, it wasn't just me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank today, I'd like to give a big huge thanks to my homophobic family. Uh, and I couldn't have done this today without the Cadillac George. <laughs> No, the shame that you gave me, lads. Thanks, lads. <laughs> and a big, huge thanks goes out from Prog Park today to the media for only having, having Rosie O'Donnell as the only lesbian woman on TV. Not being hot at all. Hey, Feeney. Hey, Feeney. That was great. Listening back to her clips, it's like uh, listening to little radio sketches. You know, her voices are so good. Yeah, she just clicks into and, and it's, it's like a completely different person. Yeah. It's great. Oh, next up we had Marlon Simeon. Marlon. Brilliant. Uh, he was on just like a week or two before. We were like, oh, get him back for pride. Back here, <laughs> Where is he from? He's from the Philippines. Yes, Philippines. Yeah. Big, strong dude, though. Man, he's 40. He looks like he's 25. Is he 40? He's 40. Years Marlon, old. are you listening to this? You're What's beautiful. Your You're beautiful, Marlon. He's one of the most handsome. Yeah. Like, like unbelievable. So broad. So, yeah. Just shoulders, great shoulders, Marlon. Don't know what you're doing, mate. Happy Pride, Marlon. Happy Pride, bro. Big shout out to Marlon. Big Simeon shout for being out. Hot and funny. <laughs> <laughs> Those massive shoulders and pecs. Good man. I, um, so this year, my partner and I, I'm gay. Okay. Okay. I don't like to be aggressive. Um, are you gay? Are you straight? No, I'm straight. Straight woman? Yeah. Forever bottom? Forever straight. Forever bottom. It's the same thing. Anyway, that's what I call all women. Forever bottoms. Um, don't worry about it. You're in good company. Uh, so this year, my partner and I, we've finally decided we're going to get a dog. Next step. Um, we are not getting it in one of those puppy mills. Because, you know, we're trying to be woke. We're not going to be adopting either, and that's too woke. <laughs> Decided we're just going to steal someone else's stuff. Right? Yeah, exactly. Upcycle. Um, and then we've decided on the name of the dog. We're going to name our dog. Don't steal this. Okay. Oh my god. It's been a while since I've made a woman choke. Um, the name of our dog is going to be Bucket, ma'am. B-U-C-K-E-T. Okay. The reason why is that we want to be able to go in a park and just yell, Come Bucket, come! <laughs> come Bucket, deploy! Come Bucket! That's, what, that's the only reason. And you know that dog is going to be stolen, so you won't recognize its name. So the dog's like, is it me? Am I the cum bucket? <laughs> oh, great, Marlon <laughs> Simeon. Am I the cum bucket? <laughs> <laughs> great, Marlon Simeon there. Wicked. That's great. And we had Ali O'Rourke on as well. Ali, Ali O'Rourke. Very tall and she hangs out at the skate park. Very good skateboarder as well. Great skateboarder. Yeah. She's got a big Instagram on her skating. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Zooming around. And I'm teaching my little kid to skate as well. So we're going to hang out at the skate park. Nice. Yeah. Can't wait, actually. Just yeah, zooming up. Good teacher. Half pipe. Half pipe. We'll be just skating around with Ali. So here, Ali was talking about uh, Tinder. And uh, yeah, 
I'll let you listen to this. It can be hard, though, as a trans woman to find a guy. Uh, not that they're not attracted to us. It's more a case of me looking down and going, meh, mine was bigger. Uh, <laughs> but if you go on Tinder, especially the lesbian side of Tinder, you'll find a lot of straight couples on there. And they seem particularly attracted to trans women. Uh, I guess it's because they think of us as universal adapters. <laughs> they really want us to join their queer human centipede. Uh, <laughs> So I went on a date uh, with a guy off Tinder, yeah, and it was in Minute. Uh, and I was like, what do you do? He's like, I'm studying. I'm like, what are you studying? He looked at me, stand in the eye and goes, I'm studying to be a priest. <laughs> yeah, and I, look, I was like, dude, I know I said I was into collars, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a daddy, not a father. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, speaking of fathers, uh, I am a parent. Yeah, thank you. So that's ten you look surprised. I just want to reassure you, that surprised me too. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say me and my ex were the two most fertile women in Ireland. <laughs> At least we used to be. Uh, she got the coil, and after about five years on hormones, I might as well have a water pistol down there. <laughs> squirt, squirt. Uh, and you thought your mom was embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I am a mother, or as my olds like to call me, mammy, I mean daddy, I mean mammy. Uh, <laughs> I really do worry, though, I've doomed my children to weirdness. You know, they're vegan, they're homeschooled, and they have two moms. Yay! One of which is clearly crazy, <laughs> and the other is trans. <laughs> Uh, Ali O'Rourke. Yes. Yeah. And check Ali. out their club, Hysteria. Yeah, in Chennai on the Keys. It's great. It's most nights of the week. And they pack it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, check it. Chennai, Hysteria in Chennai. Great. Speaking Ali of hysterical, O'Rourke. next up. Oh, yeah, more <laughs> hysterical acts. Yeah. Uh, hysterically funny. Not hysterical in the misogynistic sense of the 1800s when psychologists used the term to describe women what? who had mental health problems. They used the word hysterical. Exclusively for women Terrible Really? So couldn't men be hysterical? Not I mean, really, now no That's where it comes from, yeah For real? That's where that word comes from? Yeah, yeah A bunch of old psychologists A bunch of male psychologists Of course, they're bloody male Yeah Should we cut But we should change the main What What should hysterical mean now? We could re, re, re Well, that's why that club is. It's a clever name, Hysteria They're kind of owning it And yeah. changing the meaning of it You know but, I like uh, that Yeah Like, what kind of bullying went on in uh, your school? There was a bit of homophobia, to be honest, yeah. Yeah, same in our same yeah, in it was bad, old, bad old times. It was bad, man. It was. Oh, like, there was one gay guy in our school. He came out when he was 14. And he was a mate of mine, Kieran. And uh, his class was so brave. And he, I was like, man, good on, like, good on him. That was the first that I knew that. Like, ah, oh, cool. So all the way. But then I got bullied more than him. He came out and was like, hey, Kieran's gay. But when I was 12, I had a sleepover with my mate Daniel Anscombe. And I was like, I asked... Because we did an all-nighter, fizzy drink, snacks. So I said, do you want to touch tongues? I said that to him. Because I was into gross stuff. It wasn't sexual, it was like into touch tongues. So anyway, so then going into how, secondary how school. Old, how old were you? I was 12, 11 or 12. 11 or 12, touch tongues, not sexual. I hadn't kept, I hadn't Coming kept, out, puberty. Had, yeah, just exploring. I hadn't had a girlfriend yet or whatever. So anyway, but I wasn't into blokes. Yeah, but, I, you know, f fluid. They probably you, you could, if you, if we'd known this, you could have hosted the show. On I could have. But no, because he said no. So ah. I know. But then you never, that asked, was, you never asked me, Damo. That was the summer break. I was twelve. I didn't know you. 
that no, I was I mean, <laughs> Oh, what, recently? Now, you know. Fizzy drink. I'm still scarred from Daniel If you Daniel give me Adams a fizzy got... drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of fizzy drinks. But it was just terrible timing on my part because that was the summer break in between primary school and high school, secondary school, as you call it. So uh, I went into my, my first year, of, like I went into everyone knew, Daniel told everybody. So I went in, but my nickname for five years in secondary school and high school was the Poofter. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was the I was the Poofter for five years. I got the that that was my Jesus, and, and which was because I got made fun of for being dumb in primary school. So but everyone sort of forgets about that. That sort of top trumps being an idiot. So, but that was terrible. I wasn't even gay though. So it was like I got my, I got all the bullying, but none of the good stuff of like secret societies and. I like know. I like how you're like. I got made fun of for being dumb in primary school and then I got made fun of for being gay and I wasn't even gay. <laughs> I, I was know, like, what does that imply? It was a bit dumb. I mean, I get... I was I dumb, did, I did, I have no resentment about that one. It's Crack talk- 10 Comedy Club. Full of laughs. <laughs> full of Every laughs. Week. Full of laughs. But yeah, I shook off that. So then I went into college and then that was fine. They, yeah. they, uh, what did you study in college? Uh, media. Yeah. Film and TV. Did for- you find when you went to college the... like? how great it was the amount of uh, people who wanted to have sex and hot people I didn't have sex compared to school. college you didn't, yeah oh, you didn't? no it didn't work out for me oh, okay sorry didn't what, work out for what me. a puffer. anyway yeah um, that's right <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all coming back it's all coming back um, okay oh we had uh, Sinead Walsh on She's oh yes another regular crack Dan Sinead Walsh and he's got a uh, uh, like many of them a great coming out story and uh, this is hers I'll set the scene for you right I'll set the scene I was 15 years old and I had just gotten my first girlfriend right so I'll start with my mum right so I remember the day as clear as day she was at the kitchen sink and she was peeling potatoes for dinner because um, we're in Ireland I guess um, <laughs> And I'm sitting over on the kitchen table, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm sweating and I'm shaking like a shitting dog, to be honest with you, right? And I was like trying to build up the courage and I was like, um, ma'am? And she was like, what, love? What's wrong with you? And I was like, um, I have something to tell you. Um, I'm bi. <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest with you folks, that is the best joke I'm gonna tell you tonight. <laughs> Because back in the day, I used to operate off a strategy called buy now, gay later, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, right? We will fucking tell you. We're just going to ease you into the concept a little, you know? So I was like, oh, I'm buying And my mom, without missing a fucking beat, goes, well, I knew you weren't going to tell me you were pregnant anyway. <laughs> I mean, she was right, but also, like, I was 15 years old, right? I was 15 years old. And even my own mother knew how inept with a cock I would be. You know? But you can imagine me, right? Look at the big fucking head in me. I'd be like, uh, uh blowjob. Okay. <laughs> Is this thing on? I don't know. Yeah, fuck him. Yes, your name Walsh. Walshy. Walshy. That was great. Peeling potatoes. Because we're in Ireland. <laughs> you just picture every mum every Irish mum just peeling spuds yeah. over the sink yeah it was 1845 <laughs> yeah. been doing that for generations uh, yes yeah, so we had Eddie hosting on the weekend and uh, you were talking to the crowd just meeting a few people and there was someone that worked in the Facebook what integrity department can you is that believe what they it? said they, yeah they have an integrity department in Facebook that's uh, nuts hear what they had to say for themselves uh, you're from Toronto are you, are you living here what do you do here what do you Facebook well, how you, what's that like 
<laughs> we got some Facebook haters in the room. <coughs> uh, what do you do for Facebook? Business integrity, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> that's like being a human rights officer for the Nazis. That's <laughs> business integrity for Facebook. Wow, they're really trying to cover their steps now. Three genocide, two wars later from <laughs> Okay, let's not get too much in. Can't blame everything. We can't blame everything on Facebook, but shame on you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what do you do at the business integrity department of Facebook? Oh my, the integrity is gone! <laughs> integrity, my ass! I support the sales team with integrity, though. You have integrity. <laughs> is it just you, the business integrity department? A big building with just you on a laptop. <laughs> I'm all the integrity Facebook has. Uh, <laughs> I just click spacebar. <laughs> but it looks good on the corporate front. Uh, integrity team. So, what do you do for integrity of Facebook? Policy support. Policy oh, support. So some clients tried. There are some people that try to use Facebook to do they shouldn't, and we need to sometimes explain why they shouldn't use it for that purpose. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Just go and rat them out. Who's these fucking cowboys that are using, <laughs> using Facebook as they shouldn't? Go on. Just cowboys. Just <laughs> How would they try be trying to use Facebook as they shouldn't? example of one of the bad ads that they try and run that you were like bold no I'm the integrity person so what was what was one of the bad ads uh, for instance um, you would try to sell medication that you shouldn't be selling wow what kind of medication are they <laughs> we, could, we could have a whole show based on this sorry it's not Pride Day anymore it's a Facebook integrity show <laughs> Uh, did you ever find out what uh, what no, she, she were you she, talking to her afterwards? It was obviously confidential, and she would not budge. No, no. So during the show, she didn't say anything. I don't know if you were talking to her after, but uh, no, there was. There, what kind of medication could it be? Did they have to ban. Oh, I'd say there was anything except true. a vaccination, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say they try and sell everything and anything on Facebook yeah, ads and yeah. Facebook. Uh, yeah, could right. be steroids. Who knows? They're being. Yeah. Yeah. Are there terms of all, like? Uh, different apps for different generations like ah uh, oh, those fucking the Bebo heads Bebo's the Facebook yuppies the MySpace wanderers <laughs> now, now, now you're just getting into gangs <laughs> yeah oh no you, know, you ever think it was like the Bloods of the, the Crips Bebo and MySpace back in the day yeah back in the early 2000s or whenever it was yeah cool oh yeah you did more crowd work and you met some uh, some Catholics that were on the run some <laughs> Some American Catholics, oh, uh, Irish American Catholics, but they. This was the next night. This is no longer Pride Night. This is a Monday night. Pride was over. That's so Pride Month. It's Pride Month, but we had we had some pride on the night, we but it pride. wasn't. It was anyway. That's irrelevant, actually. But there was some people in the audience. <laughs> it's still Pride Month. We're still we're still up for all everyone loving everybody. Like yeah. that doesn't stop ever. All cracked and LGBT support had stopped at this point. We were on, it was fully straight lineup. Uh, just horrible jokes. <laughs> back to fully straight white lineup. But uh, no, no, no. It was um, yeah. There were some Catholics in the audience, and uh, well, this speaks for itself. Are you twins or triplets? No, it was close. Irish twins. What's that? That's what they call 
What's that? Irish. I never heard of this Irish twins when business. You're, when you're less than a year apart? Less than a yeah. year apart, because you're fucking a Catholic kind yeah. of busy mother father situation, no contraception. Are you Catholics? Yeah, literally. Literally, literally Catholics. That's nice. I hate those figurative Catholics. They're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of figurative Catholics around this place, I can tell you. All talk, no belief, you know, figurative this. Um, are you still, still practising? You have to be. You, why do you have to? Are you still practising? No, no, you're, are you lapsed? You, have to, you have to be lapsed after all that kitty fiddling that went on. Don't we? No, apparently not. <laughs> you couldn't give a fuck. Fair play to Sweden. You're like, it didn't affect us, so we don't care, yeah. You're also half German with that accent. Eddie, talking to the triplet boys. <laughs> well, twins and they might. Catholic triplets. Oh, Catholic triplets. Um, uh, Damo, you had a new bit you were working on about... Uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're not happy that they're <laughs> trying to send people to Mars. You think well, it's a waste. Uh, with the, the, uh, the Catholic boys that you were talking to up the front, the Irish Catholic brothers, they were from Florida. So that got me onto NASA and then I was just sort of ad living and then and then it went on to why they're going to Mars. Like it's a waste of time. Why mm. would you go there? And then it sort of went, obviously it ended up being a bit better be pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I'm all about space and exploration, all that shit. But do we need to spend that much money? You got Cape Canaveral to where you go. You just like home, my lads. Have you seen a rocket go up? Yeah, many times. Many times! It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucking exciting! <laughs> I've only seen it on TV and I'm excited. <gasps> Shit's falling off it. And you're going, wow, what, what was that bit? Um, I hope they don't need that bit. <laughs> wow, there's people in there. <laughs> it's exciting shit. But it's a very bad investment. How are they getting that money back? Are they going to land on fucking Jupiter and be like, this whole planet is made of Fabergé eggs? How do they get their money back? What's on Mars? What is on Mars? That's going to get, is it made, what's in there? Is they going to dig it? Make, are they going to find that shit they found on the fucking Avatar planet? It's, they're not getting their money back. It's not coming back. And like all these people want to live on Mars, you know, just rich people. We want to live on Mars. And you're going, like, what, there's fucking nothing? McDonald's isn't even there yet. There's nothing there, man. What if you want a can of Coke? Yeah, exactly. I'd rather move to fucking Alice Springs in Australia. It's exactly the fucking same, man. I've been there. I'm like, I was there for two days, and I'm like, that's enough. I've seen the rock. Let's get the fuck out of here. Do you know what I mean? What is on Mars? It could be the new Australia, though. Do you know what I mean? That could be where you send... Convicts, that could be the new place. <laughs> Wouldn't that be even more exciting? You're in your backyard, there goes another one, uh, Irish brother. What's on that? Murderers and a pedo. See you later, boys. How, how much did it cost to get that pedophile on Mars? A billion dollars. That's a lot of money. Do you want pedophiles on Earth or not? That's the cost. They've built a, a kindergarten there. On Mars. There's no kids in it, don't worry. It's just for the nostalgia. It's just to get them there. <laughs> Why else are we going to Mars? There's nothing there. Fucking deal where Earth is in bits. Fix it. Fix it. Clean up your own room first. That's all I'm saying. Anyway. Hey, Demo. Well, it's a good idea. It's the new Mars. It's the new Australia. That's how they could. That's how they could 
Yeah, yeah. It looks the same. Yeah, you said. I've been, I've been Alice Springs. I've been to the outback. It'll very much like Mars. That I, from the photos I've seen of Mars, it's very similar. Send all the pedos up to Mars. Yep. Oh, what if they find kids? Don't worry about it. Yeah, in fact, that's quite good. Yeah. If, if, if anyone, if any kind of person is going to find young new life on another planet. <laughs> Get the pedophiles to search for new life. They'll be there. Would that... No, would that work? Okay. We're here every week. The Crack 10 Comedy Club. We'll yeah. find these aliens. How old are they? Ah, they're a thousand years old. Ah, they're fine. Yeah, leave them alone. So, the pedophiles are leaving. Um, oh, no, baby Yoda's up there. <laughs> Don't worry, he's 50 years old. He's It's a baby in his... Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, the Empire is after baby Yoda. That's not the Empire. <laughs> But he's wearing a black cloak. <laughs> <laughs> no, he bought that in M&S. That is not a Jedi. <laughs> That's a man on a list. That is not, he does not have the force in him. Um, <laughs> you will get into my space van. And they're just looking at him going, you have no, you have no force over me, mate. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, if you are enjoying this podcast, oh, yeah. uh, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Tell your tell pedophile your... mates, you can listen quietly, as long as we get the clicks. Okay, that is the last pedophile, <laughs> word. It the last one. <laughs> yeah, tell your mates, tell everyone to check out The Crackdown. We've also got a TV series out uh, every Thursday on Virgin Media 2, right after Love Island. Yeah. At 10.05pm, we get four comedians. You probably have heard some of them on this podcast. Well, we get three and we're the fourth we're the fourth and it's a great show and great check show. it out top lineup top lineups one episode is out already and it's been getting super feedback yeah because all the comedians are great and then if you don't live in Ireland uh, VPN is what, you're, is what you need to virtual uh, private network isn't that what it stands for so probably. you changes your IP and you can tune into different countries uh, streaming thought services was, thought it was visible panty line or something isn't it uh, and then yeah and then you can watch it but eventually it'll probably go on YouTube I don't know what Virgin Media will do next yeah, but, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. which reminds us we've got to sign that contract okay, okay so we've got two more acts to go on the podcast we had the Wild Geese on who are Wild Geese Wild Geese G-E-E-Z-E Z-E Brida Larkin and Laura Lavelle the duo yeah comedy duo uh, hilarious individually and together they come together for the Wild Geese a cabaret musical act yeah and this is one of their songs yeah, so we'll play. You have to see him live. It's it's cabaret, it's comedy, it's everything. But uh, here's a little snippet of one of their tunes. So this Here is a song this we're going to enter into the Eurovision. Yeah, it's uh, the Fanny song. It's a love song. I am Mary and Bridie and Mildred and Nancy and Peggy and Velma, the leader, Jemima. I am Fuchsia, Flower Meadow, Love Hole. I'm a swamp. Well, she is wet and dangerous. I'm a snatch, moth, gee, minge, gant. I'm a foo foo, new, new, woo woo, hoo hoo. I'm a foo foo, new, new, woo woo, hoo hoo. I'm a coochie, 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 cunt. Wild geese, wild geese, Laura and Breeder. Um, check out their cabaret night, Stony Banter, that they do. Uh, I think it's in Cavanaz in Stony Banter. Oh, yeah. Such a great name, too. Stony yeah. Banter. Stony Banter, it's a great night. Uh, I, I performed there. Very fun cabaret show. 
They said that they said they were gonna get me on. A lot of people do that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do Stony Manta? Yeah, I think I'm on soon. And now for some personal grievances. <laughs> <laughs> Who books that? Who books that? That's a weird thing. I know this is a complete rant, nothing to do with uh, comedy really, but the, like the, the the structure of the comedy world, there is no um, institution or oversight from anyone. No, it's not. The comedians have to deal with it themselves. Yeah, it's all just comedy clubs run by individuals. Mm. And so you're trying to talk to these individuals and, you know, get onto their comedy nights. But there's no there's no structure to anything. No, it's, it's like chaos. Every, every individual has different rules and preferences. It's just it's a, it's such a chaotic world. You know, mm. like if you're a, a teacher, let's say something completely different. Oh, no, actually, in the entertainment industry, if you're an actor, let's say mm. there's a, a structure of you have to get an agent. Then there's casting agents who are in always in touch with the agents. And they'll talk to the agents and say, I need someone who is uh, kind of dry, dry character mm. who has dark hair and is six foot two. That's what we're looking for, this <clears> little <throat> bit role, whatever. Mm. And they go, oh, cool, I've got three people like that. And then anyway, the auditions happen. They send in all the people that fit the role. And there's like a structure. And then the casting agents are an- answer to the producers and director. There's like a hierarchy and a structure of how things happen. Comedy is just chaos. Yeah, it's just random individuals running clubs, and you're like, "Hey, how about a spot sometime?" And they're like, "Oh, what's your name? I forgot you." Well, there's no like oversight of anything. Nah, I mean, everyone should know. There's three basic rules, but there's sort of obviously it's very, it's it's a uh, be funny. Obviously, rule number one: be original. Sometimes you can be original and not funny, and you'll get further than someone who is funny and not original. That's true. And be sound. That's uh, that's it. They're they're good rules. That's it. Just be sound. That's uh, if you if people have that that base, then they'll be all right. Yeah. But uh, funny, you, sound. You make, you make it sound a lot easier than it is. Yeah, You're but it's like, not that easy. Just be funny. Just, What's your problem? Just be. Where are the jokes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just be funny. And that's I mean, because when you think about it, it's out of the audiences. If they show up and they're like well this wasn't funny they probably won't come back yeah. that's that's yeah. number one so then the comedy club is like if you're not funny they can't they, <laughs> they can't get you back because they're not risking the audience and yeah, it's yeah. all a business yeah yeah unless they'd be called an original club well, at least it was original uh, <laughs> so you need both and need that's both. called poetry that's the poetry night get into poetry if you're original and not funny poetry is for you man spoken word I mean there's, there's some word. I've done just many speak your words they're not jokes just speak them <laughs> <laughs> they're original but no one's laughing yeah. speak them I've done many sets where uh, afterwards I went, well, I think I just did spoken word there. Has anyone, ever, has anyone ever come up to you after a gig and go, hey, you should try spoken word? That'd be the, yeah, ultimate, that would be- that's the <laughs> ultimate insult to any comedian. <laughs> have, you thought, have you thought of a uh, uh, mime? <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about writing poems in a book and publishing it so no one will read it? Yeah, just write in a dark room and send it out yeah. and we'll choose to look at it if we want. <clears> yeah, that would probably be the worst. Yeah, one of the worst. Uh, yeah, hey, oh, we've only got one more act. Spoken word. We're not, we're not trying to shit all over spoken word. Oh, no, spoken word is brilliant. It's great. I've never. Actually... But then people coming, people coming into a place where you, you need more. I think you need more patience. I think if you're, <laughs> if, yeah, if you come word. into comedy, you're expecting. I'm probably going to laugh. A story. I love storytelling, poetry, open mind. I love that kind of. But when you yeah, like anything, they're a much more expect. supportive audience, and they mm. instead of. Uh, clapping they click their fingers have you seen it? You know, yeah. personally get the fuck out of here I, d- I don't like the clicks that's the one thing about spoken word I'm like just give an applause but then I, I ask someone who does spoken word 
what's with the clicking? Why are you clicking? What'd they say? And then they're saying, oh, because it doesn't interrupt the rhythm of the poet as much. As ah, interrupt. Give them applause. Yeah, give them an... If it's good enough to get an applause, give it an applause. Don't be clicking. And then... Because you can't... This is the thing. I, I did... I, I've done like the odd open mic where it's like a mix of poetry, comedy, mm. music and I went up and did a set and people started clicking at me and I'll be honest I was giving them a look I was like you fucking click one more time I'm going to come down and break your fingers clicky yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've been clicked myself it sounds like it's like a, an anonymous meaning I, I too have been clicked you know, but, like like but, yourself, you know, you did I used to do uh, there was in Pat O'Kearney's I think years ago did a, a poetry reading night um, and I would go in just because it was the only place that night at the time that did any sort of spoken word stuff. So I'd go up and do stuff. But yeah, they yeah. were clicking. And I'm like, mate, I don't want the clicks. And then if, if you're thinking applause is too distracting, that's even more distracting because if you're saying you, if you've reached the end of a stanza and they're clapping, you just pause. You wait, you take it. Yeah. And then you keep going. If you don't know how to pause, you shouldn't be doing spoken word. No, just pause if they're clapping. Although, you the know clicks. what else is weird? is in, So obviously Ireland, UK, America, a lot of English-speaking countries have a culture of stand-up and not every country in Europe has a culture of stand-up. So I did a gig in Germany and I'd finish a joke and uh, like let's say you know one of your best jokes and it gets like half a laugh off the crowd but then they give me a big applause and I was like oh, yeah. guys I've, I've got like four more tags for this joke you know it's, it's, it's a rhythm to it you've ruined it I can't the applause stops and then I do a tag they're like oh why did he continue he goes no that's over that joke is over yeah 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 you finish and move on now. we finished the, you finished yeah. the joke it's because they're not used to stand up <laughs> at all they don't know how to react to it you know? you're trying to build you're building on something yeah 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 but they're like we like it okay yeah and next up we have Becky Cheadle who to finish the show Becky talks about transitioning and she ripped it ripped so um, yeah I read somewhere that it's almost impossible for a straight white man to get a comedy gig these days and that gave me an idea <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the blackface didn't go down well at all. It's, it's awful. No, I know. It's, yeah, it's cancel culture. That's what that is. So I went with plan B anyway, being trans. Yes. I'm very brave. Yeah. Um, I actually, no, I actually was a comedian before I transitioned. So it's kind of like, well, there goes my act. Basically, it's just three years of material down the drain. Stupid, rash decision. It's fine, it doesn't really matter. It was mostly paedophile material anyway. And I think, I think Eddie and Damo, they kind of have it covered tonight. So you're not, you're not missing much anyway. But look, I'll tell you though, um, if you ever wanted proof that this isn't a choice, nobody would choose to go from being a male comedian to a female comedian unless they absolutely had to okay because the men they get no they do they get way more opportunities the way get the men get way less abuse now i have to hang around in comedy clubs every night listening to, listening to these male comedians and their sexist jokes it's terrible oh. <laughs> plus i have to get used to being less funny now so i got that going on ah oh, can't catch a break oh. anyway i tell you going from being a like a 50-year-old straight guy to a queer minority, that's a wild ride. That's just, woo-hee-hee! It's just like, because I know all these people now trying to make these rules against me. It's like, oh, if you have these genitals, you can't play that sport. If you have these genitals, you, you can't use that bathroom. And it's genuinely 
the first time in my life that anyone has shown that much interest in my genitals. It's, it's literally never happened before. It's like, where were you guys when I was young and horny? You're no good to me now. Seriously, like, between my advanced age and all these hormones that I'm on, everything below the waist is largely for show now. It's, it's purely ceremonial. It's, it's like the queen. Um, you're the guys from Florida. Yeah, my junk is like the vice president. It's, it's there, but why? I don't know. <laughs> Becky Cheeto. Becky Cheeto. Uh, what a, a great way to finish off the podcast. And uh, please do follow uh, the Crack Den, yes. But all the acts that we had on today and the names are in the description and uh, we'll also read them out right now, Eddie, you reckon? Go yes. We yeah. had Kate Feeney, Mal- Marlon Simeon. Ali O'Rourke. And I, I, almost, I almost said Marlon Cumbucket there because that was the name of the clip we used. <laughs> Kate Feeney, Marlon Cumbucket Simeon, Ali O'Rourke, Sinead Walsh, uh, The Wild Geese, and Becky Cheadle. Great. Great comedians. Great, uh, great episode brilliant see you next week guys see you next week so yes all the other stuff like subscribe all that stuff uh, we'll see you next week any uh, comments questions requests check them in the DMs in the uh, old Instagram and uh, we'd love to hear from you and thanks for all the comments so far uh, we'll keep the content coming thanks to our brilliant lineups happy pride happy pride happy pride